Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome. Remember, this is not about advice. This is about information. 203-333-9422. We are here with Lisa on the Law Live. Let's go to Marie from Fairfield. Hello, Marie, and welcome. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having my question on your show this morning. Thank you. Sure. So tell me, what is your question, Marie? Um, It's regarding adoption law. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to share a little bit of my story or sure, to go directly to my four questions. Oh, four questions. All right, let's see what I can answer yes. today. Okay, let <laughs> me, um, hopefully I can, but if I can, I can certainly direct you how, but let's hear your story. Go ahead, Marie. What's your story? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll make it brief. Um, my mother had had passed away relatively young uh, back in 1990. Um, years after she passed, I found out from relatives that her late father that also had passed was her adopted father and not her biological father, which I did not know. So I'm, I'm trying to obtain her adoption records, um, for, you know, hereditary health reasons, um, you know, regarding her situation because her death was very young with an illness. And, um, she had resided in the state of Maine, born in Maine in 1942, um, moved to Connecticut in 1950. And um, from there, I I guess, Lisa, I just had four main questions about, I guess, the process. Is it a difficult process to obtain records from that period of time? Like, is there a retention period? So you're talking about the state of Maine, right? Yes. And this is your grandfather's records that you want to obtain? Um, Actually, it's, it's my mother's, and it would be my biological grandfather. So your mother's father that she grew up thinking was her actual father was not her biological father. Correct. Okay. And you seek to know who your mother's biological father was? Correct. Okay. Got it. So, but you said that your mother was adopted in 1942 in Maine, right? Um, Well, um, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. She was born in 1942 in, in Maine, and moved to Connecticut in 1950. Right. But so, I, I'm sorry, she wasn't adopted. But the point is her birth certificate was 1942 in Maine. And it's the birth certificate that you really want to find out who her biological father was, right? Um, yes. And I did a little bit of my own research on the side and I did find it. Um, 
no biological father is listed. Okay, and and it's interesting that you did that because in Maine, the records, the open adoption only goes from 1953 onwards. So congratulations to you for finding that 1942 record. Every state is different. Let me just let me just start by saying when it comes to adoption, there are 50 different sets of rules. In Connecticut, for example, we only recently became an open adoption birth record state, and even that has some qualifiers. It depends when you were born. But Maine is, and I did some research on this for you, Marie, Maine has been a state for a very long time that is biased in favor of open birth records. And people have a right to open birth records, and you as a descendant have the same right that your mother would have to all of the information about her biological father, which is not the case in all states. Okay, great. Okay, so now let me see if I can help you with your specific questions. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, you've already answered part of the question, whether or not it was an open adoption, um, a state that had open adoption regarding Maine. Yeah, Maine is one of the most liberal when it comes to that. In fact, they have something called a volunteer registry. Did you learn about that? No. no. Okay, so this is really cool. I never heard of this before. Maine maintains a voluntary adoption reunion registry that requires a request for contact before any identifying information may be released. And so apparently the registry is not widely publicized, but it is still operational. So, for example, if your mother's biological father registered on this voluntary registry in Maine, you would be able to see that and contact him. Okay, I see. So that's the first thing I would do. I would see, based upon what you know and the last names and your mom's name, whether or not anybody claimed your mother on this voluntary adoption reunion registry. It's very cool. Okay, great, great. And they even have a form uh, on Maine.gov about instructions for this. If you have an email and you want to give it to Justin, I will send this to you. Oh, that would be fantastic. Okay, yeah. yeah, I will definitely send this to you. Let me not lose this. I'll send it to me. It's called, yeah, the VS-210, and I'll send it to me. I'll send it to Justin. He'll send it to you. Hold on. And it's a link, and it could be, who knows, it could be the answer that you seek, but it would require this man to have voluntarily registered. Okay, how else can I help you, Marie? Okay. Yep. Um, just just revisiting the main.gov with the voluntary registry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking of the time frame of, of the person's age. Yes. Um, I'm assuming, I'm just assuming that he would have been deceased at this point in time. Probably, yeah. Um, that's my concern. And well, how old are you? How old do you think this? When do you think this man was born? Um, I'm going to say 1924 or earlier than that. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that he's alive, but unlikely, but possible. My dad was born in 29. He's still going strong, but the man would have to be approaching 100 years old, so it's unlikely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other question would be. About as I mentioned, is there a retention time for these states to hold on to these adoption records? I know the time frame that I'm giving. I you don't is think they older. throw them away. I don't think they throw any. I will tell you this: in Connecticut, the adoption records are kept in probate courts. Uh, frankly, under lock and key. I mean, in the sense of we we care for them very carefully. They would never be discarded. 
Okay. No matter how old they are, we would never discard them. Okay, that's good to know. Okay. And then just the process, um, I've, I've, like I said, I've done a little bit of my own research. Is this process easy to do on your own, or is it more beneficial to have an attorney because it's an out-of-state matter? This particular thing, in terms of the adoption reunion registry and all of this, looks like it is designed for people that do not need lawyers at all. You know, and that's only one way to go. Now, the other way to go, Marie, is the obvious way, which is, have you done 23andMe and Ancestry.com? I have, yes. And you, and nobody has no cousins, no sort of, you know, biological connections that you wouldn't have thought you were related to have surfaced yet? Um, just um, distant relation, nothing that's... Um, well, but are the distant a... relations through this possible... Uh, grandfather? Um, well, some of the names that are coming back are actually, you know, matching somebody I may be familiar with, and I'm, I guess I want to confirm that. Okay. Okay. I mean, are there any secrets that have been uh, uncovered in your family about who your grandmother may have, um, you know, been with? Spe- speculation. Because mm. usually these, usually families have their own you know, gossip, right? Exactly, Lisa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and just the, the last question would be, um, just out of curiosity, with adoption records, does the biological father, would his information have to have been on the record in order to do the adoption? No. No. So it could be blank. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that was my, my, my last question out I mean, of curiosity. I mean, women... You know, they are women are given the option to disclose the birth father on the birth certificate. You know, if they do so, it is a lot easier for the man to prove paternity. That's not a conversation we're having today. That's another whole conversation. If they don't do so, a man has a harder uphill battle, so to speak, to prove paternity, but can still do so. But, you know, a woman does not have to disclose any birth father should she choose not to. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. All Thank right. you so much. You're welcome, I appreciate Marie. it. Good luck in your search. Good luck. Thank we- you. I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. We've got a couple more people holding for Lisa on the law. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome back. We're talking Lisa on the Law with Robert from New Haven. Hello, Robert, and welcome to the show today. Hi. Hi. How are you? Lisa, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Robert. Robert, you you um, had a whole bunch of uh, questions for me, and uh, I know a couple of them were, uh, one of them I answered 
which was very specific to you and more in the nature of workers' comp and who to go to. I was able to answer offline. So that one I don't want to go into, Robert. But you did have a question with respect to your daughter. You want to give me that question? Right. Tell me about that. Yes. Yes, it's my stepdaughter. Uh, she had a, ba- a baby girl nine years ago. And, uh, you know, you go to family court uh because they never were married and the father didn't want to do anything with it. He was a loser. Anyway, uh, they end up in, in the thing. And, uh, nine years ago, she didn't know too much. She just wanted to, uh, you know, take care of her daughter. And she signed a paper that says, uh, every other year they could, uh, write the daughter on their taxes. Mm-hmm. You mean like uh, take her as a deduction? Yes. Yeah, as right. a dependent. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, a dependent on your taxes. Now, this uh, man only sees his daughter two days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days, I'm sorry, two days, a, uh, four days a month, every other weekend for two days. Okay. He went into court to ask that he bring the daughter back on Sunday instead of Monday morning because it was too hard for him. Okay. He decided to move to New York. Okay. But. Uh, you know, he has nothing. He gives a hundred dollars a week, and and that's it. And and on the taxes, it says that the daughter's supposed to, whoever he, the child lives with mm-hmm. could could deduct her. But who 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 has more rights? The the law that she signed with the state, or your taxes. Yeah, it's such a good question. So I went to a colleague of mine named Mark Sabosley, who is a family law specialist in this. And that's really, you know, for these Lisa on the law questions, I can't be an expert in everything. Rob. So, you know, with your permission, obviously, I wanted to go to an expert on this. And this is what Mark told me. He said that when you've got two conflicting legal authorities here, you really have a problem because you really do have a conflict. You happen to be right. The IRS is very clear. In order to claim a dependent, you have to live with the person. He's claiming a dependent. He doesn't live with her. So you're right on the law insofar as how it goes. But here's the problem your daughter has. If she violates the agreement that she signed with this guy, with the dad, then she's subject to being in contempt of court for violating an agreement that was approved by the court itself. And that would subject her to penalties and all kind of nonsense to have to be hauled into court. So that's not something you want. You want want to avoid that. So really, your daughter's only option here to resolve this is to go in and ask for a modification of her original settlement agreement. And now this is a matter of law, and I want people to know this. When you make an agreement, With respect to a child that you are raising in family court, it is modifiable by definition. You can go back into court and you can say circumstances have changed. Or in this case, you can say we signed something that's an obvious conflict of law. But but most of the time, it's because circumstances have changed and you can go back and seek modification. Sometimes agreements will say they're non-modifiable, and I would say you'd have to seek the advice of a particular family lawyer to see whether or not the thing you're asking for is modifiable, regardless of what the agreement says. But I, but generally speaking, when it comes to kids, 
if things have changed on the ground, if this father, for example, can afford to pay a lot more than $100 a week, you know, if there's evidence to show that he makes a very good living now and $100 a week isn't fair given his standard of living, you can go in and modify. And, and your daughter can do this, your stepdaughter can do this on her own with the assistance of the clerk in the court. She doesn't need to hire an attorney. I always tell people if they can afford to and they can find a good one, they're advised to. But a lot of people can't afford to do it in family law, and they just sort of have to figure it out. But in this right, case, right. There's, there's such a clear conflict, Robert, that I think she probably has to go to court and let a judge decide it. Okay. You know, yeah, because when you go into family court, like you said, the mediator kind of sets a thing before you even go in front of the judge, and it's all done before. I know. And I know that's it, the way it works. Hard. It is. And, you know, yeah. and, and if a judge sees a settlement, a judge is inclined to approve a settlement rather than make people have to go through more litigation. So, you know, right. if the parties are okay with it, they'll put the seal of approval on it. Is it your stepdaughter who wants to take the dependent? Would it make a significant difference in her, you know, out of pocket what he what she gets to keep at the end of the year? Does it make that much of a difference for her? Sure. It, it, it would. It would. She does a better living now. Uh, but this guy is a total, uh, you know, he thinks he's the best dad. And he doesn't even call his daughter uh, you know, and he just sees her two days a week, and sometimes there's only one day. He won't come back from New York, and you know. The well, does the daughter have an does the daughter have an attachment to her dad? Does she feel close to her dad? Well, she does because it's like a, a best friend, you know. Because he doesn't have any rules; he only sees her every other weekend for two days. Yeah, I've you heard these stories the before. So he so he feels he gets to be the good guy, huh? He doesn't want to say yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. He's a ratty, ratty daddy. <laughs> but, you know, what, what can we do? You know, it's just... And he, he gets very mad if you take away, if you say anything about the, the deduction on your taxes. He uses that. It helps him because, uh, you know, he gets more money back. You know, philosophically, Robert, not talking about the law for a moment, but philosophically... You know, it's very it's it's healthy for your for your granddaughter to have a relationship with a father that loves her growing up, right? That is healthy for her. It's good for her self-esteem. It's good for her uh, sexuality. It's very good to feel beautiful in the eyes of a man who's your dad and to feel important. And that's really good. But one of the things right. I always tell my I have a few friends who are in the situation that your daughter is in, your stepdaughter. And I always tell them that, you know, after adolescence clears its way, after all those very dramatic years, kids really can see clearly. And, and the blinders come off their eyes, and they can see who right. took care of them and who was their real parent. They see it. It just right. takes time sometimes. Us grandparents are more parents more than, well, the mother is in their life, but the father. Well, I'm I like a dad Girl. Yeah, well, I'm glad that she has you. It sounds like, you know, you're lucky to have each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's good for her to have a role model. It's good for her to know that her father loves her, even if he only sees her a little bit of time. You know, as long as he doesn't mistreat her, even if he's just her, you know, best friend and not a real parent, eventually right, she right. will see that, you see. Eventually right, she'll grow right. up and see that. Mother that too. Yeah. We also... 
Yeah, so just keep encouraging the mother. That's all. It is what it is. Kids know they need limits. They know they need boundaries. They don't want them. They're not supposed to want them. It's part of growing up. But, you know, when they turn 18 or 20, particularly girls who mature faster than boys, they can see what's going on. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to help other people that maybe is starting this process, you know? Yeah. But the modification is available. And, you know, tell your stepdaughter she can definitely go to family relations. She can call the clerk of the court if she wants to. But remember, when you start up with this, you know, if he hires an attorney and then she feels cornered, it may not be worth it. So you got to think about that. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. Okay. All right. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Robert. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 